0: I'm sitting outside the Hungry Brain uh, with one of the most knowledgeable people about music that I've ever read about or know of, and that's Jake Austin. Say hello, please. Hello, how are you? And Jake does uh, two of the neatest things in the world that is, uh, publishes the wonderful, wonderful magazine Rocktober and uh, the amazing kids show Chicago Go.
1: That's correct.
0: Okay, what came first, Chicago Go or Rocktober?
1: So, Rocktober around 92 and Chicago Go around 96.
0: What was the impetus for starting each?
1: Well, Rocktober, I was uh, at school. I was in Rhode Island. And um, there were some punk kids that were going to start a, a zine. And me and a tattoo artist kid I knew, and another friend went out to interview uh, Sleepy Labeef. He's a big kind of rockabilly behemoth guy, like a giant dude. And we, it was a real nice interview, and then these guys didn't do the zine. So okay. we, I just had my friends draw comics so I could print this. Interview,
0: and then what about Chicka Gogo? For those of you that don't know, Chicka Gogo is a dance show slash kids show slash music show. Think of Bozo, but with really good musical guests, kind of.
1: Well, we um, for the magazine, uh, I had a writer who had done a story about this uh, couple in the suburbs who had a show in the 60s called kitty Gogo, which was a children's dance show on Channel 26 and also on uh, WGN um, they also were involved in Bozo uh, doing puppets on Bozo and um, it, I went out to meet these people and they showed me uh, videotape that they had made they'd saved only two episodes out of the hundreds that they'd done and it was really amazing to see the kids dance, and that was very inspiring. But what was extra inspiring was it was a live show, and it was just a mess. Like they would, the skits, the jokes wouldn't be funny, and the skits would go too long, and there would just be technical difficulties. And it was all no budget, special effects, just like cutting a whole lot of a piece of black cardboard and moving it in front of the camera to as a magic window to pick dancers. And just the, seeing that made me realize it, would, it wouldn't be that hard. You know, like, I could make mistakes, and, you know, like, if the ethos was that we're making a live television show, even though we're not actually broadcasting live, but that you didn't have to worry about mistakes, like, all oh, that was okay, that was what, it, it wouldn't kill me to do this show, it would just be fun.
0: If you had a bigger budget, what would be different about Chicago Go?
1: I would have, um, like, the platforms that the kids could dance on would look like drums, is that it? That's the only thing I, I can I can think of.
0: Why not do uh, for those of you that haven't seen Chicago Go? The bands play to a track, and that allows the bands to do pretty much whatever they want. Have you ever thought about having them play live?
1: No, if they're li- well, first of all, there's a, a number of things going on there. First is that these bands don't get to play to a track, so part of the fun for the bands is coming on and doing something that bands would have done in the '60s and '70s and '80s, like that they would have done had they gone on Kitty Gogo or or soul train they would have lip synced and it's fun for them to do it a lot of them are liberated by not having to play the instruments right you know and they could dance or make up a skit or something but also you've got a group of people there and it's it, to me it's just as important uh, the physical space of where you film the show that's a, a concert or a show or a party or whatever you want to think of it but it's very important for me for that space to be addressed and to be Having fun as much as it is anything that goes on TV. A lot of times, uh, you'll if you've ever been to a television taping, uh, it, it can be this dreary, dreary event. Um, you know, you just wait. They have you wait around for hours, and and there's a long stretches of things. If you have to have a band set up and sound check, you yeah. know that's not fun for a five year old to watch. You'll you'll lose their interest. It's also it's not as fun for the band. They have to worry about something being right. So uh, I, it's really important to just keep the rhythm and keep it moving and keep it just as fun for everybody's in there. And you want people to want to come back and just to enjoy it, you know?
0: Yeah. You have a child? Is that correct? I have two children. When you started the show, you didn't have any- any children that's correct has it become different do you approach it differently do you try to make it more fun do you worry about different things do you try to make it more kid appropriate
1: it was no i mean there was never anything we did on the show that wasn't kid appropriate i mean it was part of the theme of doing I and mean, if you're doing a children's show you shouldn't do that i mean and the only time that's really well occasionally
0: the bands could get a little risque you might say
1: you ask them not to, and it, okay. and it rarely happens. A lot of the bands will redo a song if it's got something dirty in it, mm-hmm. or they'll ask, "Is this okay? Is that okay?" We say, "Damn!" Once, would that be okay? And we say, oh, "Okay, that might be okay," you know. But um, the bands don't. I mean, we've had one band out of. I mean, we've had well over a thousand guests, and one band drank and was a little scary, and that, and we banned them. It was a band. band.
0: He's the only one in the TV show history.
1: I mean, there have been yeah, a few guests in the TV show history that have been inappropriate and we have have to ask to leave. But very, I mean, guests meaning uh, dancers. Okay. A few dancers have been, you know, one guy came in just balloons and no clothes underneath and we just, you know, before the show started, he just had to leave. You know, we just kicked him out. But, but, but rarely, I mean, sometimes people will have things that are grotesque or bizarre, and, you know, maybe they wouldn't let that on a regular kid's show. But as long as you know that the person isn't being, um you know understands what the context is and they just their personality is a little I mean you know the the, the Greg who's the painter who had that band little girls yeah so he used to come on in, in really scary costumes and dance but he wasn't being scary on purpose you know I mean, he wasn't he wasn't harassing kids or trying to scare them or making and, and kids weren't harassed or scared by him I mean, he made really crazy looking you know he came as characters like hunchbacks and monsters but they were beautiful it's beautiful work gregory is an extremely talented artist he's done a few covers for you is that correct? he did a cover of the magazine and um... he's done some drawings inside and he does mostly um stuff that is, is adult in nature. You know? Very
0: much so. Um, I actually worked with Gregory at uh, the Music Box and uh, he did not like my band and his band scared the hell out of me because uh, I, I, was, I was younger I'd never seen a band like that. Now I really appreciate what they're doing but I think, yeah, for Gregory and someone like that, I think they're just more trying to shock people between the ages of 18 and 50 or something like that where a, a child could really appreciate the art that is there. I know that sounds very high and moral and really dumb. No, but it's,
1: it's, uh, that's the thing. I mean, when he... he came for a couple of years to Chicago go making really elaborate costumes and and even though this is a guy who does Nah, I wouldn't say pornographic work because that makes it sound like it doesn't have artistic. value yeah, no, no, no. There's but no he does, art there. He does sexually, you know, highly sexually explicit work that's incredibly disturbing. Yes. And this was not completely unrelated to that, but it was he. he there was nothing he wrong with it. So I mean, people who do adult work can understand what Chicago is about and they make adjustments. Yeah. And, and it doesn't undermine what they do. One
0: last question about Chicago Go. Like right. every good television, cause children's television show, it employs the use of a puppet, and that is Ratzo. Right. So, for those of you that don't know, how would you describe
1: Ratzo? Um. Huh, well, I mean, Ratso is is you know he he's very Chicago. You know, he's been around the city. You know, I mean, even if he's like just in the sewers and stuff like that, he still he knows the lay of the land. He knows the culture of Chicago. He knows. He eats Polish sausages and you know goes to moo and oink. You know he might just go to the dumpster, but he like he he knows the city and he's he's both you know he 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 does dress like sort of kind of like a skinhead sort of rat. Like he's got his straight edge axes on his hands and he wears boots and braces and stuff. But you know he he's you know one of the kind of like you know he's in high school or you know probably just the beginning, like 14 or so. Yeah, 14, 15, so. He's just a kid, you know, like a kind of kid with an ego. How would you describe his jokes? You know, I, I, I think that he, he uh, is not self-conscious and he believes his jokes are, as good, are good. I mean, he tells knock-knock jokes sometimes, and that's, you know, that's, that's not a high form of humor to many people. But if you do them with conviction like he does it and you mean it, you know, people react. Alright. Rocktober. Uh, you've been publishing this thing since 92 and
0: uh, it is incredibly knowledgeable. It, the only problem with it, I would say, for a lot of people would say, is it's very difficult to read. It is not the kind of publication for the casual fan, I would say. You, you, you're interested in it and you can tell that the authors of the articles definitely know their stuff and want to give you as much information as possible. Why the layout? Why choose that layout?
1: You mean it's difficult to read because the font isn't that big?
0: The font isn't that big. There's a lot of words per page. Just everything about it is for like the like the music fan. It doesn't seem to be for the but, casual fan.
1: Well, I well I, that's I would disagree. I mean, he, he, what I would say about it is that it might be um, intimidating to read because everything is so long. Yes, it is extremely but, but, long, but good. But I wouldn't say that it. Uh, everything in it is written. For the casual fan, I mean, it's written. It's, it's it's it is mostly about in depth, uh, in depth uh, explorations and interviews with artists that people don't know much about. Yeah. So it's not for people that have ever heard of these people. So it is for. It is pretty populist in the way it's written. It's written in a way where the authors. Um, express their excitement for this artist in a way that someone who does not know this artist would be able to get so, into it. So
0: is one of the goals to turn people on to these un- not underground but unheard of artists?
1: I guess so. I mean one of the the main thing is is to tell their stories for history in a way. I mean that's why it's not that's why the articles have to be many thousands of words long. These are people who are not going to get that many chances to tell their story, and you want them to be able to tell it at length, and you want this to be on the record, and maybe somebody will write a little blurby, short, cute thing about them on the Internet or in a, uh, another. if they get bigger, maybe they'll be in like Entertainment Weekly in a super short thing, and they can use this for reference and know everything about them. But a, a lot of these people never make it, and it's really important for them to... Uh, you will never like be mainstream. You know, I mean they, they made their music forty or fifty years ago and their stories are amazing and we're letting them tell their stories. But they're telling it in a way that should be of interest to most people. I mean, most I, I very frequently am told this is the only music magazine I'll read. Like if you don't like music magazines, a lot of people will like this. But it is intimidating because of the words. But the reason the font are, you know, nine and ten at the biggest mm-hmm. is and then the review record reviews, which I personally don't care about. People love record. I like the record
0: reviews because they could be as short as two sentences. And right. it seems that you review everything you get. We review
1: everything we get. But, I mean, I, to me, that's a, I'm not particularly interested in that. But we do review everything we get, and a lot of people love it. But that's in a very small font. But the reason for this, for all these fonts, is just because the magazine still is 80 to 120 pages, you know, every issue. And if we were at 15, you know... If, if we were printing it at 12 or 14 point, you know, then the magazine would be two or 300 pages. You can't put a staple in two or 300 pages.
0: Okay, so in an ideal world, would you have Rocktober published more often or have more money to publish more pages? What would you do that was different?
1: Well, I mean, the main thing with Rocktober and with... Chicago, which I mean, this is in a way not true at all, but I mean, I, I don't want to not do other things I want to do. I mean, I don't want to ignore my family. I don't want to not enjoy what I'm doing. So I try to make these things uh, very in depth, very, you know, sort of prolific, you know, I mean, hundreds of pages a year, even though it's only one or two or three issues a year. But I try and do all these in a way that it doesn't totally disturb my life. Okay. I don't have, I, I can, I can. I don't want to be killed by doing these and then the last week of October is always like backbreaking of course it's because I'll you know, the, Not everyone has done the reviews, and there'll be like a hundred reviews left to do, and there'll be so much layout to do, and somebody didn't finish something, and there'll be something that I need to write that somebody... So, I mean, it, there's, a, there's a little period where it's bad, a little bit, but mostly it's not like I'm... I don't work as hard as other people work. I mean, <laughs> I, I probably do work harder than most people work, but I spread it out, and it doesn't kill me.
0: Well, you have your family as a priority. Yeah, I mean, I, nice. I have...
1: And not just that, but, I mean, I just want to be able to... I don't know. So, so, so the reason you're asking the question. I'm saying, would it be? It'd be nice to have it come out more regularly, but I wouldn't want it to, uh, to, you know, to be more difficult. Can we
0: talk about the book for a second? Sure. Uh, you wrote TV A Go-Go. It's a wonderful book. I read it a few years ago. Um, it's similar to the current cover issue of October, which is about uh, Soul Train in Chicago and the origins of that. Um, what interests you about this? Very mainstream culture that is kind of under the radar at the same time.
1: Well, I'm not. um, I mean, I I I appreciate the underground very much, but I mean, I'm not in any way against. Oh no 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 no! No, I mean, just
0: I'm saying underground in terms of like, there's no DVDs of like the best of for all of these performers that have been on Soul Train and for all these a lot of the Ed Sullivan stuff. Unless you're like the Beatles or Elvis, that's kind of gone, and it seems like it's a shame because everyone had seen it at the time. Yeah, still well, underground. Not I mean, the, not the style of music or anything. Like that. Well,
1: I guess um, you know it's not possible for everything to be on DVD, unfortunately. Although it's becoming more and more possible with this, uh, these you know, the internet channels where they're putting yeah. obscure TV full episodes of obscure TV shows. Until they, they're not going to make money off that, and they're going to, it'll go away at some point. I hope people are figuring out ways to, to steal the stuff on Hulu yeah. just so that it will exist in some form in the future. Well, why did you write the book? Well, I mean, I was, I, you know, I, I play poker with different publishers, and you know, one of the, the publisher was thinking about the idea, and I just kept giving him feedback, and then he just told me to write the book. He said I should be the one to write it. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's not just like a guide to TV or it's not just like, it's. you know, it's pretty in-depth it's really talking about kind of the cultural weight of you know, TV that was with content for a black audience the idea of uh, all these fake band shows and what, what, what that means, you know what what it means to have a fake? Can a band be fake? Like, can the monkeys be fake and the archies be fake just because they're not human beings? Yeah. Like, are the chipmunks fake? Even though, I mean, a lot of what the book is about, and the reason I don't consider the chipmunks to be fake, a fake band, is the book is about reception. Okay. And television has so many people receiving it that it's a great it's a great form to talk about reception. Yeah. So, you know, if a child loves the chipmunks as their favorite band that's a real band that's a legitimate band you know i mean if it like i I, you know i think i I said if a band never plays out live and never records anything that's more fake even if they're as better than the velvet underground okay but they never have documented it or had anyone see them play they just practice every day for years like that that that, that's a fake that's way faker than the archies all right you know
0: do you consider yourself positive
1: yeah I, i think i'm positive and Populist, and I, people.
0: I, I. I would agree, <laughs> but do you feel that a lot of people in doing similar things to what you do are as positive as you?
1: I got a review of the uh, book that said uh, in um, Blender that said that I like had no sense of humor. And I would disagree. Yeah, I mean, I think that the book's pretty funny, and, and to me, and, and I, and what I, what that meant actually. Uh, was I, I realized pretty quickly when I wrote a similar article about like celebrity, um, like wacky celebrity records for Playboy? Uh, they had just gotten the editors from Maxim okay. to come over there, and they wanted me to make only be making fun of people. Yeah. So to them, if you see something, you know, that's absurd you know, and you say it and you try to make genuine arguments for why it's good rather than just say these people should be killed, these people are so stupid, then some people think that you're not you're you lack humor, but a lot of other people will say I mean I mean I guess that's what it comes down to. That's what people mean by positive and negative. And I would say it's more negative to write about to write in a mean spirited way about things that are kind of Uh, bad semen.
0: All right. Two last questions, and they're probably long. When you go home, when you're in your car, what do you listen to?
1: Um, Well, my... Since my wife got a job, we actually have two cars. I have an old car, and she has a and also an old car. (laughs) (laughs) um, But in my older car, I I don't get AM radio. Had I AM radio... Baseball? I was just listening to the white But since I don't have AM radio, I... uh, I really try, even though I only get a, my perception is bad. I, it's fun to listen to CDs, but I love that a song is on the radio. Yeah. And I would rather like be stopping at the loop and hearing an ACDC song on the loop, and knowing that other people are hearing it at the same time, even if I had the CD in the car. Like that's so much more exciting for me. And there is nothing as great to me as Two for Tuesday. Yeah. You know? And know? And then like,
0: is the Led Zeppelin. And
1: you know, there's going to be they're going to play two songs by the artist, and what's the next one going to be? And are they gonna break the rule and like play a Sammy Hagar song after the uh, <laughs> the, David, the Lee David Lee Ross song, which I've heard him do once? And you're like, no, don't do it. <laughs> and, and, and but also all the you know the oldie station. The I mean, I listen stations that have good good DJs. I mean, I really like. Half the d, not half, but there's there's DJs on almost all all the mostly R&B stations have a few good DJs on V103. They have Herb Ken who's been on the air for 60, 70 years. Yeah, yeah. So we, you know. I mean, I wrote about him in October, like, 15 years ago, you know? He's a, and, he's getting, and he's gotten bigger every year since then. He still wears a cowboy hat, too. He wears a cowboy hat. So, I mean, I, I like to listen to the radio. Yes. That, that's the answer. I mean, okay. even, even I, there, there's a lot of things wrong with it, but I really, really, um, you know, it's nice to have the... So much stuff has been reissued on CD, and it's nice to have your own choice. But I love not having the choice. I love
0: you like someone else playing DJ.
1: Well, also and colli- the collective nature of this is on the radio. What if, when the car pulls up next to you and they've got the same song yeah.
0: playing? You know, it's great. nice. It's a moment. It's something really nice. Final question: How much longer do you think you're going to do Rocktober Chicago? Because I hope that you do them till you die. Honestly,
1: I will. I, I know
0: it's a, it's a heavy, it's a heavy hand and it's well, a lot of money to do. Well,
1: you know. it doesn't. No, there's no. It doesn't cost any money. Well, so time is money, sir. <laughs> Time you put is a lot time, of time is money. Well, I, I, although I don't put as much time as you probably think I put <laughs> into it, I, I mean, go, go I don't have to do more than a half hour to get ready for it. I can write the scripts in in, in a half. I mean, go, go it's three hours a month to shoot it, and you know. Yeah, but how long does it take to cut it? It's done. We really? Don't, we don't cut it. Oh, that's wonderful. We shoot it. We shoot it like a live show. Oh, it's it. So there's no post production except for the the scraps episodes. You know, we do shoot sometimes out outside yeah. with other people, and and we shoot some extra footage and then piece that together. But it's not as much time as you might think. Okay. I, mean, I don't spend that much time on it. But I, I mean, I, I don't. I don't have any. I don't want to stop doing it. I'm one of the things that I'm definitely crazy nerdy about. Is having a big body of work. And I love putting out more issues and putting out more episodes.
0: Well, I hope you never stop. Thanks for doing this. All right, well, thank you.